Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and um, this is episode number 206, How the Laws of Nature Make Free Will Impossible, part one. We're going to do three parts in this, at least, maybe more. And at about the 15-minute mark, we're going to be joined by my co-host from Lee's Summit, Missouri, Chandler Klebs, and so he's going to close out the show. All right, so... Let's, um, let's start, all right? As we always do, you know, what is this idea of free will that's completely <laughs> mythical, doesn't exist? Einstein understood this. Freud understood this. Darwin understood this. These, these are our greatest minds, you know, like scientific minds. Free will, it's an illusion, it's a myth, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't exist. Um, and so what is free will? Here's the idea, like, free will is the idea that we can, like, choose what we think what we do, that all this stuff is up to us. A um, good way to explain it is in relation to a puppet, you know, like either a, um, a marionette or one of those hand puppets and stuff. Absolutely nothing is up to a puppet. Everybody gets this, okay? It's up to the puppeteer, okay? And so, like, if we had a free will, things would be up to us. Because we don't have a free will, we have no more control over what we do, think, say, feel, whatever, than a puppet. Okay? So this now, here's the thing. This is like, this is a, a we've been doing this show since, um, since it, it aired um, January 2011. So, you know, in the coming January, it'll be six years. And, you know, this is episode 206. We try to, like, come up with more and more ways to better explain why we don't have a free will. And, all right, so with this show, like, you know, recently, very recently, I, I had an epiphany. I mean, like, I think it's an idea that I understood before, but, you know, sometimes you, you know something, but then, you know, you, you're hit with, you know, the realization of how useful or important it is, and that's what happened um, with this. So, so basically, ordinarily when we try to refute free will, when, when, when we refute free will, it's not like we're trying because it's, it's a done deal, um, we, we refer to causality, the law of cause and effect, which is one of the laws of nature, incidentally, and that, that says that everything has a cause, all right? So we explain to people, yeah, if you make a decision or you, you know, do something and there's a cause to that, and again, everything has a cause, then there's going to be cause to that cause. And there's going to be a cause to that cause, and causes always come before what they cause. So, like, you've got ultimately a chain of cause and effect. You know, this is like standard scientific knowledge, you know, since at least the, the, the years of... Um, of Newton, way, way before that, the Greeks understood this. So then you've got this chain of cause and effect that regresses moment by moment by moment. You know, you could see like in terms of the, the universe regressing moment by moment because the universe has evolved forward from the Big Bang. And so this regression of cause and effect just spans to before we were born, before the planet was created, before the solar system was created. And obviously if, if this, think of dominoes going back in time, you know, like that. If, if this chain of cause and effect goes before we're born, obviously we have no free will. All right, but the problem with that, um, the problem for some, is that um, some people buy into a mistaken 
notion that comes from quantum mechanics that some things are not caused. That, you know, in the quantum world, no, things are probabilistic and random, and it, it, it's nonsense anyhow, as, as Einstein, you know, understood. But even we were, if we were to accept, all right, fine, you know, not everything is caused, some things are uncaused, that doesn't give us a free will either, because if we're saying that our actions, what we do, think, feel, say, is uncaused, Obviously, we, we can't be causing it uh, with a free will. All right, so, so, um, so now, all right, so, and, and that, the problem, though, is that that confuses people. The problem is that, um, yeah, people still believe things are random, you know, in the strong sense of being uncaused. So now, the, the purpose of this show and the epiphany is, like, there's a better way to explain to the world why free will is absolutely impossible. I mean, it, there's no chance we have it, ever had it, or ever will have it. That's how, you know, powerful the refutations are against it. But, uh, so, so let me go with, with this one. All right, so the idea is, like, this is something we all learn in grade school, maybe, or maybe in junior high school. I think we all pretty much know it by the time we get to high school. And it's a simple concept in science. It's the idea that the laws of nature govern everything, okay? You have laws, yet gravity is a law, okay? Nothing escapes gravity. You have um, the laws of motion, Newton's laws of motion, the second law of thermodynamics. You have chemical laws that, that kind of like explain, you know, what kinds of chemical reactions are possible and what, what heat they require, et cetera. So you've got these laws of nature that completely control the universe, okay? Now, think about it. Think about it. And again, we're going to do three shows on this because like, this is such an important point that it bears repeating, and we, we, want, to kind, we want you to, to really get it. You want, we want you to understand it. Um, if, I mean, come on, think, the logic is so simple. Think it through. If the laws of nature are controlling everything, then we are controlling nothing. <laughs> Let's do this again. If the laws of nature control everything, and they do control everything, this is like uncontroversial. Nobody in science would dare say, oh no, the laws of nature don't control everything. You know, and because the laws of nature control everything, free will is absolutely impossible. Okay, it's that basic. Um, all right, so... Let's see, I lost my train of thought, and like if I had a free will, I would not have lost my train of thought. That's, that's a good way. So in other words, we, we can actually just like from experience, you know, from our own, it's like if we had a free will, who among us wouldn't be perfectly happy all the time or perfectly good all the time? We try to be good. Sometimes we can't be as good as we want to. We try to be as happy as we can. Sometimes we can't be as happy as we want to. But all right, back to these laws of nature. Um, there's also this... Um, you know, we don't know all the laws of nature. Sometimes things happen, like in chemistry or in physics, and we don't know why or how it's happening. For example, in, in quantum mechanics, quantum physics, there's this idea that um, isotopes, radioactive isotopes, will decay at a certain rate. You know, um, they will, you know, they'll have a half-life and all, they'll, they'll begin to decay, whatever. But 
we don't understand, we don't, we don't know, we cannot predict the rate of decay of a radioactive isotope, okay? Um, and so we, can, we call it random. And then now random has two meanings. One meaning is that like we simply don't know, we can't predict. And a stronger meaning is that random means that you know, it's uncaused. But again, obviously if, it, if that's uncaused, it can't, you, know, you can't apply that principle to a free will. But if, if it's something we don't know, so, so what I want to add to this, this idea that the laws of nature control everything is the, the additional well, aspect that there are certain unknown laws of nature that we haven't discovered yet, you know. And so, like, they would be, you know, explaining whatever we can't um, understand yet. So, um, so that's, that's it. So in other words, like you've got these laws of nature and all right, the laws of nature kind of like describe the principles again, like gravity, gravity, like is a law of nature and everything in the universe is attracted to everything else. You know, gravity pulls things together. Um, you have, for example, a, a law of nature called, it's called conservation of mass energy. That means like, you know, matter is neither ever created nor destroyed, you know? When, when one particle hits another particle, there's a transfer of mass energy from one particle to the other particle. Some may be lost into the environment, you know? But, um, but you never either create or lose mass energy. Mass energy is, is what, you know, basically the universe is made of. So it's, it's a, there's, a, there's a, a steady amount of it. Okay. Um, so, and, and for, you know, for Chandler, like, you know, so like I'm going into this, like it's already like um, 10 minutes into this and it's, you know, it may be hard to go 15, I don't know, I'll, I'll try because I want to repeat this over and over. And Chandler, like, so like, you know, when you're doing your episode, um, you know, if you want to explain this for five minutes and just talk about whatever else you want to talk about for the next five minutes, that's great. Because like, you know, after, after 15 minutes of my trying to explain this, another five Hopefully they'll get it, but we're not going to rely on that. We're going to, this is just part one. We're going to at least do a part two and a part three. And it's interesting because I'm, I'm going to tape the other two parts um, right after these. So, so it's going to be interesting how I go about that. And, you know, because I have a tendency, because I don't have a free will, of not liking to repeat myself in certain ways. And we'll see how that plays out. But, um, all right, this is like, let's take it from the beginning again, because this is like, to many people, this is like learning a new language. It's like learning mathematics, okay? Arithmetic. Remember when we were, learned arithmetic, like how to multiply, you know, the teacher didn't say, all right, this is how you do it, so that's it, right? No. Basically, we, um, we basically were um, given exercises, you know, just so that we would use this principle of multiplication over and over and over, probably thousands or, you know, tens of thousands of times by the time we get to 12th grade, who knows, but a lot. And so the idea is like the, you know, the more you do something like math, the better you understand it, the easier it is, the more automatic it becomes. And with this, like, the more you hear this, you know, a lot of you don't like to hear this. A lot of you have this emotional desire, need 
to believe that you have a free will because you say to yourself, oh my God, if nobody has a free will, that means we're all puppets, life has no meaning. I mean, that, no, that's, no, life still has meaning, right? But, but, you know, like, a lot of us have a resistance to accepting this. So, like, one of the, one of the values of repeating it is that, like, you know, for example, you, you're seeing this this week, right? Tune in next week, okay? I'm going to be explaining the exact same thing. You're going to be in a different mood, a different state of mind. Maybe right now you're a bit tired. It's like, you know, I'm taping this right before the Fourth of July weekend, so sometimes people are anxious and stuff. So, like, you know, next time you see this, you might be in a completely different mindset, and if you didn't get it this time, maybe you'll get it next time, or vice versa. You might get it really well this time, and then you tune in next week, and maybe you're tired or something, and you're saying, huh, I thought I got it last time. But come on, this is not rocket science. This is not brain surgery. This is simple. Go to any, like, go to, go to any, um, any, science textbook. I, I'm actually going to do this because like, um, not for these episodes. I, I should, I should make this maybe a six-part series to really drive home the point because like, you know, like in advertising and politics, that's what they do if they want you to understand something. So we've got like less than two minutes left. So here's my last attempt at explaining this. The laws of nature control everything. This is basic, uncontroversial, 100% consensus science. It's not philosophy, it's not opinion, it's not belief, it's hard, hard science. The laws of nature control everything. Okay, now if the laws of nature control everything, how is it in any way possible that we control anything? Think about it. How, if the laws of nature control everything, can we control what we're thinking? or what we're doing, or what we're feeling, you know, or what we're saying. We can't. You know, it's basic logic. The laws of nature, they're kind of like, I mean, like, in a certain sense, you can kind of like, the laws of nature are kind of like synonymous with God. Some, theologically, you know, God controls everything. God is omnipotent. It's, God is all-powerful. So, like, so naturally, you know, God controls everything. We don't control anything. All right, so anyway, we've got like about 46 seconds left. So now I'm going to turn it over to Chandler in Lee's Summit, Missouri, and let's see if he can explain this to you better than I have, because maybe he can. Let's see what else he might have to say, and he's going to close out the show. But we will be back next week with this exact same theme, you know, part two of, what is this? Um, How the Laws of Nature Make Free Will Impossible. Or maybe why, you know, I gotta like, maybe I might change the title. And, and hopefully you'll get it, because like this is the biggest revolution ever. This is like a revolution in humans thinking, and uh, we've talked about this before, so like, I hope you watch this again next time. We'll see you. Thanks for watching. Hello, I'm Chandler Klebs, and my friend George Ortega had another one of those epiphanies, as he calls it. Um, he believes he has a new way of explaining that free will is impossible with the explanation that the laws of nature control everything and therefore humans control nothing. Um, and I think that this argument has some merit. Um, so what I'm going to do is George told me to, you know, basically wing it. Um, but I think I have a pretty good grasp of this topic here. 
basically, um, I think what's important first is I'll start out by defining free will and defining what a law of nature is. Now, you may disagree with my, my definitions, just like compatibilists will disagree with all incompatibilist definitions of free will. But here's the deal. Okay, for free will to be possible, a choice we would make would have to be completely up to us. It cannot have anything to do with prior causes that made us, um, that gave us the idea even to choose that thing. That's the important thing. And it certainly can't be random in the sense of being a causal or uncaused because if it has no cause, we're not the cause. So look, we like, you know, I've already talked in hundreds of podcasts about how either causality or a causality makes free will impossible. But um, George's argument about the laws of nature is perhaps um, a different way of explaining it. So let me get into what a law of nature is. Now, this may not be a formal definition because I'm not a scientist, I don't claim to be, but when I think of a law of nature, I think of a scientific law or a law about how the natural world works. Like there's just a way the universe works, you know? Um, gravity pulls things toward the earth and, and when water gets too cold, it, it turns into ice and it's solid. And, and water puts out fire. You know, I think of certain ways, the laws of physics, the laws of chemistry, or, or even the way the brain works. Like there's a way the world works. And so you could say that um, science, for example, is about objective truth, discovering facts about how the universe works. And so here's, what I, here's one thing that I think is important to know is that um, scientists don't create anything. They discover, make, they make discoveries. You could say Newton discovered gravity. You could say Darwin discovered net natural selection as one of the things that, uh, that drives evolution. Um, you, yeah, and you could say that Freud or whoever before him discovered that humans have a, an unconscious part of them that makes decisions and stores memories that they're not aware of. So all scientists and all fields of scientists, they make discoveries. They don't decide, they discover. And this is important to understand because humans wanna feel like they're authors of things. They wanna feel like they're in control of things. But the problem with that is that it requires that you believe that there is no truth. Like, I'm talking about relativism, not necessarily moral relativism, but there's this idea of relativism where all opinions are equally valid. Like one person says the earth is flat, the other person says the earth is round, and somehow they're both right because everyone's entitled to their opinion. And no, 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 because people, two people may disagree, but one of, either one of them is right and the other's wrong, or they're both wrong. So the point is there is objective facts about the world, the way the world works. And I may, look, I'm, I'm no expert in the laws of biology, the laws of chemistry, the laws of physics, but I know that these laws do um, determine behavior. They do determine our behavior as well as the behavior of all the tiny particles everywhere. So that's, this is the important thing to understand is the laws of nature control everything and this makes free will impossible. Um, but it may not be so easy for some people to understand. 
So I, I'm going to do my very best in this video to explain what I mean by this. You know, like we could we could call say you know let's say there's laws of thermodynamics, or more more particularly, I think what I'm going to do in this video is start with the law of gravity, as it's called. It's called you know some people call it the theory of gravity, some people call it the law of gravity. But we all know what gravity is, right? Yeah. Okay. Let me demonstrate gravity. Okay. So here's the deal. So I have so I have a pony here. And if I let go of this pony, it falls to the ground. It falls toward the earth, which, which would be very mean if this, this was a real pony, but it's just a stuffed animal, so it's not hurt. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's a demonstration of gravity. We all experience gravity, okay? Objects fall. <laughs> um, and so here's what's interesting is that almost everything we do is based off of this, this premise. I mean, if like... We, we expect gravity to stay the way it is. The thing about a law of nature is that humans can't really turn a law of nature on or off. Just like they can't really change the strength of gravity, just like the earth spins at a certain speed. They can't just make the earth speed up or slow down or completely stop spinning whenever they want it to. How would that even work? So the point is humans are not in control of the universe. Which is a little bit interesting because humans are part of the universe, but as George would probably say, they're not, they're not any part of the universe that makes decisions. And in fact, the idea of decisions I say is a complete illusion, whereas some people disagree with me on that. But basically, so people say, well, yeah, gravity um, determines a lot of things, but gravity doesn't control everything. Because humans have built helicopters and airplanes and, and stuff like that. And so they can overcome gravity. And I'm like, well, not really. To be, because, you know, to overcome gravity, they'd have to just be able to switch the whole thing off and just float around, you know. Um, which, of course, they can kind of do if they go to outer space. Um, but that's a whole other topic altogether. But the point is... They, they were caused by gravity to build airplanes and helicopters. That's the whole deal, because if there was no gravity that kept pulling things toward the Earth, then there would be no reason for humans to invent flying machines that kind of fight gravity by propelling themselves in some way um, to fly overseas and stuff. So that's the whole point, is that humans not only have to work within the bounds of the laws of nature, such as gravity or what or what chemistry or whatever but even what they do is based off of it that's just it and i think it's important to realize that you know like you don't necessarily have to use the laws of nature uh explanation for this you can use causality and a causality which you know which is traditional like traditionally people have used causality or determinism to explain why free will is possible. And then people try to, you know, claim quantum A causality and stuff like that, which I don't buy it. But of course, A causality, like I already said, just means that it's up to nothing. It happens for no reason. And an A causal event, if it existed, well, that would mean A causality, ran true randomness, as some call it, where things happen for no reason, no cause at all that would be a law of nature. That's what I want you to understand, is that if we live in a deterministic universe, that means that determinism 
is a law of nature. And if we live in a random universe where things happen for no reason, that means that indeterminism or, or true randomness happens sometimes, and that's a law of nature, which means that determinism is false, but it doesn't give humans a free will. So the point is, people disagree on whether the universe is causal or a-causal, and as far as I'm concerned, it's causal, um, but that's not the main point. The main point is that, let's say the universe is deterministic, and you want there to be truly random events that happen for no reason. You can't make an uncaused event happen. You can't cause an uncaused event to happen. It's a contradiction in terms. It can't happen. You can't cause something to happen uncaused. And similarly, if uncaused events happen, you can't stop them from happening. You can't make the universe deterministic just because you want it to be if in fact there was indeterminism in the universe where things happen for no reason. So the point is that humans are not in control. And I know that, you know, compatibilists and a lot of people want to retain the word control and say that humans are in control of, of some things. But the point is, it's almost like you've got an infinite puppet regress. So let's say you have, like, rather than just a puppeteer controlling a puppet, you have that puppet is being controlled by another puppet, which is being controlled by some other puppets, which is being controlled by some other puppets in a sense, because everything is caused by something else, or you would have a random puppeteer that was A-caused if you try to throw in random events. But the point is that in any instance where you say you're in control of something, something else is controlling you to make you do that. So that's just it. I'm saying as a, as a, as a free will incompatibilist that basically there is no, none of us are a uncontrolled puppeteer. Nobody is a freely willing, freely choosing puppeteer. And this goes a little bit deeper. In future videos, I'll talk about the laws of nature and how they can't have a free will either. But the, yeah, I think that this, I'm starting this explanation. I hope this made some sense to you. And um, George and I will be back with more episodes in the future about why free will is impossible and how the laws of nature or the universe prohibit it. So I hope that you've enjoyed this um, and, and learned something and you can let us know what you think in comments or whatever. <laughs> so um, that's all for now. Goodbye. Uh -huh.